it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in. Welcome back for those of you that joined us for Scout's Eye on Football. We're back with an early edition this week of the Landry Football Podcast. As again, not to be repetitive, but those of you that are just joining us here and wondering why the Landry Football Podcast is on Wednesday instead of the normal Thursday at 9 a.m. Had to make some shuffling. Um, got some issues going on on Friday that I have to take care of. Um so, um, health wise, so we want to, want to got a procedure I need to go through. So, uh, had to move some things around a little bit. So we did scouts. eye, which we normally do on Wednesdays at 9. AM. Now we're doing the Landry football podcast. We're going to get into some really good things, uh, on, um, uh, the, the show today. Um, we are going to do the sec show tomorrow. Um, uh, instead of Friday. Um, and so we'll do that in, in, in the normal time slot that we do the Landry football podcast, we'll do the sec show. So you're going to get all the shows. We're going to be in a little bit time and we, we apologize. We try not to do that, but in this case, it, it, uh, could not be helped. Um, and it's, uh, on me. Um, want a reminder, um, that a few things is podcast brought to you by certainly, first of all, you can catch us on Twitch TV and we encourage you uh, to subscribe to Twitch TV uh, to the Chris Landry channel is where we want you to subscribe. Twitch.tv forward slash Chris Landry football is where you want to go and um, subscribe to the channel. Uh, and uh, certainly when you go there, click on the heart button. And that will uh, certainly it uh, we will uh, it's a way to like us. That's the heart button is to tell that you like us. And that certainly really helps us to get a feedback. This this podcast is for you is what we want to do. So we want to do it for you. It's what LandryFootball.com is about. It's what the Landry Football Podcast is about. What the Landry Football Channel is about is what we try to do. So make sure that you do that. Cheers on a few bits. So uh, we appreciate that. Also want to tell you about the great folks at American Betting Experts. Um, you go to LandryFootball.com, the special gaming offers uh, from American Betting Experts, whether it's FanDuel or BetMGM, DraftKings. It's a great partnership that we have with them. You go there, you click on that ad, and it takes you right there. Uh, for those of you where gaming is legal, you sign up instantly and you receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet 
from $100 to $1,000. So let me explain this. You make a bet, you win, you keep the money. You lose, you get like a mulligan. You, you get a refund on that. So it's that easy. Check it out. Click on special gaming offers from American betting experts over at LandryFootball.com. Click on that ad, uh, and that'll take you there. And appreciate them. We appreciate the folks at Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. The best men's below-the-belt uh, waist grooming, precision engineering tools, the Manscaped, uh, third-generation trimmer, battery operates up to 90 minutes with an LED light, waterproof, Great gift idea. Take advantage of it today. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LANDRY, all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y, 2-O. So check that out. Also, uh, certainly we want to welcome uh, everybody to um, the Landry Football Podcast. We appreciate the great folks at Radio Influence that are a very big part of what we do here. And today, um, I want to talk about the topic of players that are opting out, quitting, in uh, some of the issues that are going around with teams, um, with what they're doing. Now, a lot of talk, and it, I think, came out. I did not watch it, but I'm told that there was an issue that there was some discussion about Perhaps teams might be opting out. Look, there are definitely teams that are concerned optically about how it may look in certain games getting blown out. Um, we'd be naive to think, and there's enough evidence for me to know for certain that some teams have decided to maybe it's in their best interest to not play the game when they could. Um I admire, for example, Sam Pittman at Arkansas, who said, I don't care if we got 22 players, we're going to play. I mean, you know, we got 15, we'll play them both ways. Uh, that attitude to me, when when the idea of that people are going to sit out a game, I kind of laughed that off because that's, that's certainly not the way I see it. Um. It's certainly not the way I would go about it, but uh, so I want to get into that, um, and and I want to go into that in players quitting. But again, uh, we uh, really appreciate the folks at Radio Influence and in, in uh, bringing you this Landry Football Podcast each and every week. Um, so the topic came up about teams opting out. Now we've got players opting out, and what does it all mean? Well, there's a culture that's being created now, and it's been created for a little while, and I think it's the byproduct of a couple of things. One, it is a byproduct of um, the playoffs and the fact that the playoffs have made the be-all, the end-all for the college season. If you're no longer in the playoffs, what's the season mean? No, we, we've heard that. Well, the bowl games don't mean as much. Players opt out of bowl games. We saw that a few years ago. What I said then is 
it's a it's a slippery slope to okay, we're not gonna play in the bowl game. What's to stop the guy to say, you know what, I'm not gonna play in the game in the regular season leading to the bowl game. It's gonna happen. Well, it's already happening. I mean, it's already happening now. So what it really comes down to, it is a lot about a, you know, what's in it for me culture. And I think that's kind of the way the world is today in general. But in the football world, and I like to keep it specifically to this, there is a lot of movement about players should be paid. And you're getting taken advantage of. And they're hearing all that. We've got generations of guys, guys in high school that are hearing that for years and years and years. And then they go into college. And so they all want to get to the league. And there's nothing wrong with trying to get to the league. Very few are going to make it. There's nothing wrong to aspire to it. But what is happening is a lack of understanding of teamwork, the lack of understanding of commitment, the lack of understanding of staying committed and being disciplined to do what you're told to do. It's so easy now to quit to opt out, to transfer. And, oh, yeah, fundamentally, it is absolutely within the right for a player to be able to transfer if they've got a legitimate reason. Because you're not happy with your playing time, to me, is not a legitimate reason. I mean, I know most people think it is. The bottom line is, you know, if you don't want to compete, if things are not as easy for you, what is that doing to train you for life? What is that going to do to train you for your job? Anybody out there, you know, think life's easy, even school's easy and opportunity. It's tough. I do think situationally, sometimes maybe a fit, a, a person, I, I, I do think there should be the path of a player being able to leave. But all in out, throwing out, hey, you leave anytime you want, it is too easy for guys to pick up and leave because the majority of the time, they're sorry they made the move. The majority of the time, the grass is not always greener. The majority of the time, they regret making the move. And what we're seeing now is the transfer portal has far more players in it than there are scholarships available for them to land. That's a problem. They think that they can move on, and in some cases, they're able to move on and be successful. In many cases, they lose the one opportunity. They lose a scholarship. They can't get a scholarship somewhere else. And then what? What are they going to do? Lost a chance at a free degree. Lost opportunity. Because maybe they didn't like how the coach was coaching them. A little too tough on them. I wasn't getting as much. Well, you have to earn practice rep. You have to earn it. I think there's legitimate reasons why guys should transfer and should be allowed to transfer. But it's far too easy now. So that is an issue that we go into with now you're in college. Now you got guys that are playing on the team. Now you've got situations where um, you're playing a season. 
Uh, the goal is to make the playoffs. Get that. The goal is to win your conference title. That's important too. But what we're seeing now is if you do not, if you're not on path to reach those goals, if you pretty early fall out of your conference championship race, if you fall out of the national playoffs, and you throw on top of it a COVID year that's going a little bit longer, if you are a draft prospect, it's all about what can we do. What can we do? What can I do for myself to make it better for me? If you're at a, I mean, you're not seeing an exodus from Alabama or Clemson, Ohio State, You know, you're seeing it from places, you know, LSU loses a player, expected that Terrence Marshall was going to leave, but that's the point. It's expected to leave. We're at the point now where the question is, do you expect this guy to leave? Uh, Yeah, it's going to become the end thing now. Why? Because we've already established that if you don't make the playoffs, the other bowl games don't matter. In the eyes of the players, they don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter. If I'm a pro prospect, I want to get ready for the draft. Okay. Well, if the bowl games don't matter, then as I said, where's it? It's a slippery slope to does that last game matter? Well, this year, by God, the big rivalry games are gone. Now we're playing makeup games. So does it matter that I play my last game against Florida or Ole Miss or I, I mean what with no, I, I'm a high prospect. I'm, I'm going to go take care of me. There's no, because the team's not playing for anything. We're not in a conference championship. That's just kind of the way things are. That's the, so it's going to be great. And we're going to gradually see it. Team gets eliminated middle of the season. It's October. And I'm talking October in a normal year. Boom. Guys are going to pick up and leave. Is that going to be the norm? You betcha it's going to be the norm. That's kind of how we set this up. And it's all part of, a lack of forward thinking from a college football administrative standpoint. They've let it get out of hand. They've not put their handle around it. And I think major college football needs leadership help to fix a lot of things, including make the process of the season appear more important and to be more important for the players. So now we've got an issue with not only players quitting, but now there's a question and it came up on the, apparently on the the selection show last night about teams quitting. Well, that's not new. We've been talking about it on the platforms here and on uh, this network that teams are perhaps opting out. If you don't think that's happening, then you're very naive. Now, again, my first thought when I heard it was, are you kidding me? Man, I do anything to play another game, coach. I mean, you just, you, you, you always want to compete. But here's the thing. It's becoming to the point where 
if you lose a game, particularly if you get blown out because you're missing a lot of guys, the record book will say it's a 40-point blowout. It looks bad. It hurts recruiting, perhaps. And everybody is looking for the optics of how it looks. So instead of getting the ass beating, if you can, hey, go for the COVID cover, then it's a lot easier to say, hey, look, yeah, we only got 41 guys available. We can't do that. You know, we don't have any quarterbacks. We don't have this. We don't have that. Then you can, you, you don't have to, the record doesn't show down the road that you got beat by 40. It's in fact, it says in play. We don't know what to happen. Of course, we know what would happen, but we, hey, can't prove it. It's not happened. Okay. Uh, don't think that's not out there. And that's a big part of it. Well, I've seen programs. I'm familiar with programs that have had enough players to be able to play, not play well, but here's my attitude. My attitude's play. Got 41 guys out of you. Great. Play the 41. Get them reps. It's up to everybody else to say, hey, look, 41 guys playing. Look, um, I know this happened uh, with Arkansas. Arkansas had less players available to them against LSU than LSU had against Alabama when basically LSU punted that game against Alabama, thinking that they probably wouldn't have to play them. It was the SEC office that said, oh, no, everybody's playing because we're going to get all the TV money. All these games are going to be made up. Why do you think the SEC's playing games on December 19th? The only game that matters on December 19th is the, the SEC championship game. All the other games are being done for the money so they can collect 100% of the TV money. So, oh, Alabama, LSU, you're playing. You know why? Because CBS wants it. Because CBS wants a doubleheader, Florida, Tennessee, and Alabama, LSU. And I think they've got, not that I'm going to watch it, a, a one versus two national, cha- uh, one versus two ranked basketball game leading into it. So that's TV programming. They want that. Alabama is going to be a big trial. There's going to be 75 million people who watch it. You know, Arkansas fought well against LSU. It was competitive. They didn't have a lot of guys eligible. Look, a lot of people opting out. Now, there's a lot of discussion. I guess there was some points towards with the issue going on with Ohio State potentially being eligible. because they may not get into the conference champion eligible for the big 10 championship game that Michigan is disastrous of the years they're having that they might COVID their way out of the game against Ohio state just to hurt Ohio state's chances to be eligible for the conference championship game. Um, well, there's no evidence that they would do that. Trust me, that is not far-fetched. Now, I will submit to you, ain't going to happen. Because I think that has been put out there for a reason. 
I think it's basically to shame Michigan. I mean, there is no way Michigan could opt out now because any opting out is going to be looked at with a jaundiced eye now. If you opt out legitimately, you got 20 players eligible. It's it's going to be looked at, you know, oh, no, you don't. You just don't want to play the Buckeyes. That's the way it's going to be viewed and perceived and positioned. And I think it's been done for a reason. I mean, I think that's because I think that, you know, whether you think that is a real possibility or not, I think right now the perception is going to be if they don't play, that they're trying to opt out, that it's not legitimate reasons. So let's watch that. And and certainly that's going to have an effect on Ohio State's eligibility for the Big Ten Championship. It does not affect their eligibility to be selected in the playoffs. You don't have to win your conference. You don't have to make your conference championship game to be invited to the playoffs. But certainly not making it to your conference championship game because you haven't played enough games. You were not able to play enough games. Certainly is the same thing that could be used against them for selecting them because there's not enough games to to really say or justify that have you done enough. Are you good enough? I think my eyes tell me from a talent standpoint that they are but I can't sit there and say that they have earned it so much on the field. They earned it for when they've played, but they haven't played enough. So I do think there's been more than a few teams that could have played maybe under tough circumstances, but opted not to because it was easier to not take that embarrassing game whipping that a looks bad on the coach's resume and don't think that doesn't matter to them. B, maybe affects a little bit of where you feel the state of the program is, meaning it hurts you in recruiting. I Absolutely. I feel it, but I also know it because I know of circumstances of coaches, of teams that could have played games that they opted out of. And I've seen and I've seen some with worse cases that have opted to play. And this, again, why are we not surprised in college football that we're talking about this? Pretty obvious that there's a lack of transparency. Look, I mean, let's take – the NFL, they've moved the, the Ravens-Steelers game back so much. I mean, my God, it's just, you know, things happen. There's protocol. There's ability to have their handle around things. And if you, if you follow the right protocol and it's no fault of your own, we'll postpone the game. But if you don't follow protocol or you're trying to get out of a game, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen. You're gonna play Denver. You didn't follow the protocol, you don't have a quarterback, your problem. Get your ass out there and play. And that's the way it should be in college football. Oh, but we don't want to do that to the players and snowflake society and all that. I get all that. This is where the conference commissioners need to have responsibility and there needs to be oversight 
to make sure that there's responsibilities involved and there needs to be oversight with television contracts so that if you don't do things the correct way, then you know what? It's going to affect your money. We're going to take money away if you're not playing games that you should play because one of your schools don't want to have a bad loss in their column. I am not talking about putting kids in harm's way. I'm talking about eligible guys that can compete, but we don't want to compete because we don't think we can put our best foot forward because we don't have as many players. Them's the breaks. Get your ass out there and compete. You've got an obligation to do that. Uh, We don't have that. And that lack of oversight has led to the problem. So, look, I have said for a while, you've, the issues of players opting out, which is they're quitting. You've got players quitting everywhere. And, you know, I hear this, well, it's late in the season and it's pretty much the time with the end of the season where guys are getting ready for the draft. So at this point, this is the time of the year where players opt out to the bowl games. So now they're just opting out for the remainder one or two games of the year. And then I don't know how many bowl games we're going to have. But this is part of the problem. They've allowed the season with this current setup and lack of organization and administrative oversight in college ball. We've rendered the regular season only important to the folks that are in the playoff hunt. And if you're not, not that important. Oh, the guy that's not a top prospect that maybe wants to play the entire year to improve his draft stock will stay. There are plenty of guys that do want to play for their school, that do want to play for their teammates. Not all these guys want to quit. Most of them don't, in fact. But many of the difference makers at the big-time level programs that you follow out there, they absolutely Once the goals of the season are over, they quit. They quit. I'm going to go take care of me. I'm going to go and get ready for the draft if you're of that type. I'm not going to stay and fight with my teammate. I'm not going to be a leader. I'm not going to try to get other guys better. I'm not concerned about the young guy that's going to be back next year that I might be able to influence and help. So maybe my school might be able to win a title next year, conference title next year, without me. Again, guys leaving early for the draft, not spending their four years. Eh, Degree's not important, right? You can always go back and get the degree for if you do. So we've devalued the degree of co- in college. Go early in the draft. Get the clock started. Wrong way to look at it. That's what's done. Hey, you know what? I forget leaving after the year's over. Bowl games don't matter. If I'm not in the playoffs, it doesn't matter, right? And you know what? If the bowl games don't matter then why do I want to play the last three games of the year? You know what? I might get hurt. Uh, Let me leave in October. Hey, you know what? 
maybe I only need to play like four games, say September 1st of October, give myself some good tape, then I'll opt out. That's where we're headed. We're headed more and more of that. Is it going to be like a flood of it? No. It's going to be gradual. It's going to be a chip away. And that's the danger because people are going to notice it, but it's not going to, it's going to sneak up on them. And then you've got the guys that are probably worse. They quit, but they don't leave. That's basically a large part of what's going on at Florida State. They got guys that have quit. And, I mean, some of them have left. A lot of them have left. Some of them stayed and quit. I'd say worse because now you're having a negative influence in the locker room with younger players that will be around again. We got a real problem from a pure football standpoint, from a pure developmental standpoint. And the things that we're talking about, how difficult it is, and I mentioned it, you know, um, on other platforms and previous show that we've just got done that how tough as it is to coach and to create a winning culture. Think about how much more difficult it is to create a winning culture when it's all about me. And, and now you're having to teach guys to become part of a team and things that should be inherent. And in, in, when you come out of high school, now you're having to show them that, yeah, they're individual rewards that will be born out of being a great teammate and a great team player and having team success. That's what your goal is. That's what you need to be doing. It's not going it's not going in the right direction now. Cause now the bowl games are getting less and less meaningful because less and less players are playing. I mean, how do you fix it? Like I've said before, I think one of the things that we need to do is we need to incorporate the season into the better scheduling where you have maybe one game where it's it's kind of a practice game and maybe it's a smaller school. Then you get into a couple of games, three games that are against a group of, of power five teams, power five, power five, good opponents against other conferences. Then you have your conference schedule only. Then you have what we call the bowl season, where you take the teams that have had the best years and put them in the best bowl games. And they play one another in December. And then January 1st is the, the, the final games. And then you pick the playoff teams after that. Now, I'm not for... See, I think we're doing it backwards. I think the whole, well, let's put eight teams and take the conference champions and say, no, no, no. We were doing it without realizing it in the old days. And this is a way to accomplish all things in my mind. 
if you obviously win your conference, you're going to go to one of the better bowl games. Now, how good of a bowl game depends. Depends on how good your team was. Depends on what your overall record is, who you beat out of conference, and how do you match up. I think there needs to be not the backroom deals about who can draw the most fans, but let's put the best matchups in the best bowl games. And if you do that, you're going to have a great opportunity because let's just say you have had a good season, but maybe not a great one. You'll win your conference. You get into a bowl game and you play well and win your bowl game. Then all of a sudden you are still alive to be selected for the playoffs after the bowl games. And once you do that, then what you've done is you've created an avenue where the regular season is important. The bowl season is important. So the players want to play because it's going to help maybe determine whether if you are in your conference race or you're not, you can still earn your way potentially into the playoffs by bowl performances. Now that's going to bring more teams in the mix. So you may have 10 or 12 teams that still have a shot when they go to the bowl games. And that's not a lot, but that's a lot more now. And it makes the bowl games more important. Um, I think it would make more players play the bowl games. I think more importantly, it would, almost eliminate the players wanting to leave the regular season because there's so much to play for in the regular season. Uh, I think those things are simple things we could do with better leadership, but we don't have that. It's not going to change, and we're going to go in a different direction, and we're going to say you win your conference, you get, and we're going to eliminate the bowl games, or you're not going to eliminate the bowl games. The bowl games are going to be there. They're going to be nothing but exhibitions, and they're going to mean they're going to be nothing for players that are going to be coming back the next year. So it's basically, it's no longer, hey, it's my senior year, I want to go to a bowl game. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. I mean, that was a huge deal when I was coaching. That's no longer the case. Now it's really going to only be important for the guy that's coming back. And, and, and then if you're a, a guy that, you know, does he want to play in the bowl games? They feel like he's had a tough season, he's banged up. Does he want to sit out and say, I'll come back next year? Well, you know, again, I think there needs to be, um, strong emphasis on, look, if you're going to be a leader, you need to show up and you need to play in a bowl game. And if you're going to come back next year, you need to be a part of this bowl game. I, I think the, the underclassmen will still have incentive to play and not give up the rope. But the guys that are heading out to the draft, that's going to be a problem. Look, I never liked the idea. As much as I understand the right of a guy coming out early and going to the NFL, I hated it when guys came out early. Still do. I like guys to play four years. Said it before. It helps from an evaluation standpoint and development standpoint. It gets players closer towards a degree, which they don't often enough come back to get. I think that's something that can be improved upon. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So, look, I'm not here to solve all the problems, um, but I think those are issues that are an issue, that are a problem now, and we're seeing it more and more. And, and it is not a COVID year issue. This has been happening. Agents and agent runners 
and family members of players are going to tell these guys, Hey, he should be getting paid anyway. You're not going to get paid. Do you play pro ball? Why risk it by playing for old state? U? it's not that important. Hey, by the way, you're not even in a conference race. Why go play? Hey, you know, forget about not playing in the bowl game. How about let's just skip the last three games of the year? It's just that's where it's headed. And it's very unfortunate. And I think it's, again, something that you can't completely correct. Um, There's some other things that I'll get into at another time. There are ways you can incentivize. I mean, I've even thought about it. I think you can incentivize. I think that for me and my involvement in the NFL, I've always felt like, look, maybe we can incentivize and pay players in bowl games. You know, there's money to be made there. I got no problem with that. But a lot of these bowl games, they're nonprofits. And what you have is, these nonprofits, these guys with the funny color blazers, they're making money and they're getting tax exemptions and they're bringing in money. Well, they don't want to pay the players, you know? And again, I'm not for paying players because I think they get an awful lot for their scholarship. But, you know, in my mind, there's an obligation to that scholarship. And so, look, I'm pretty harsh on this, but You know, I think that you can incentivize players playing through the entire season. You have to be ruled physically unable to play. If you're ruled physically able to play, if you don't play your last three games of the year, then you will be, your scholarship will be, you will have to pay back some of the money on your scholarship. So in my mind, if a player has to, all right, look, am I going to go do that now? Will you have a situation <clears throat> where a player's agent might say, yeah, the hell with that out. We can, we can front you a few thousand to take care of that. It, it may solve some of it, but again, this is where I think the NFL needs to be involved as well. Um, look, if you play your season, maybe you can incentivize by paying in bowl games. Maybe you can um, incentivize by saying you're going to have to pay money back. Um, but, you know, there's legality issues with saying if you don't finish your season, you're not eligible for the draft. Um. That's very tough to do, but I think that it's college football has a lot of tentacles and a lot of layers to it that make it very difficult to organize, to get a handle over, but it's as difficult as it is. It's really poorly done. And I realize it's a lot easier in the NFL with a union and with players that are getting paid and you basically sign a contract and you got to do certain things. But I do think it would certainly help 
if you maybe created an incentive for the players in college to finish. And I think you can incentivize the team and, and the, um, the prize at the end of the season team wise. And then you've got to create and incentivize a prize at the end of the season for the players. And I think you can, you can do that in both a positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. Uh, you don't finish the season. You're going to have to pay back a certain amount of your um, scholarship. And that should be written in there. If you are cleared to play medically and you don't play, meaning you choose to opt out, not, not if you get in the game, I mean, that's up to the coach, but I'm talking, if you opt out, then that's going to be factored in and you're going to owe that money back. Um, oh, it's an issue. I mean, it's an issue that needs to be nipped in the bud because it's going down that path. Hey folks, we, uh, really appreciate you joining us, uh, this week. Um, getting the show out a little bit earlier. Uh, We appreciate your support. We appreciate your involvement. Again, uh, you can catch the Landry Football Podcast, part of the Radio Influence family, wherever you sign up for your podcast, sign up for the Landry Football Podcast. You can also catch it on LandryFootball.com. You can also watch the show live as I'm taping it uh, as part of the Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. So, uh, plenty of ways to get on board and uh, involved. Um, other thing I would tell you, if if we can help you promote your business, uh, give us a call, contact us, go to contact Chris at LandryFootball.com, and we can absolutely help you do that, help you grow your business, help you grow your brand. We're here to do that, part of the Landry Football Network, part of Landry Football Podcast, part of LandryFootball.com. A reminder about LandryFootball.com, all the film room breakdowns, uh, college, NFL scene. um, We've got all that covered for you. Uh, We're working a lot. Recruiting's 15, 16 days away. I think 14, 15 days away now. Days are clicking off the calendar. Um, Stretch run to college football, all the game breakdowns, uh, recruiting early signing days I mentioned. Draft won't be long before we're getting into that, and we're into that now, but focusing a lot more on that. So check out LandryFootball.com today. Take advantage of the discount that we have. Take advantage of the year membership, which is, look, it's less than $10 a month. It's cheaper than that if you take advantage of the year membership. So check it out. You'll be set for the remainder of the football season. You'll be set for recruiting, for the draft for free agency, getting ready for next season. It's a constant, never-ending cycle of football at LandryFootball.com where you can get access to your own scouting and coaching department for less than a magazine subscription. We're here to serve you. You're the owner. We're the GM, president that helps you understand the game better, think the game better from a coaching and scouting perspective. Hey, we appreciate you joining us on Landry Football Podcast. Join us again next week. We appreciate you. Talk to you soon. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.